Ladies and gentlemen, punters of all ages, welcome back to the Mock Racing Club podcast for our third instalment. My name is Mitchell Cashman, and this week, as always, I'm joined by fellow member of the TMRC. This week, he's coming to you live from Schoolies Weekend. It's Nick Highland. How are we, mate? Good, mate. How are you? I'm fantastic. How's Schoolies going? Yeah, good. Uh, only got up here yesterday, so um, pretty big night last night, but yeah, can't miss out on one of the, uh, what we've started, so... We're bringing on one of the fellow members today, um, Josh, or also known as the Mock. So he'll he'll be on a bit later. So um, we'll get into that. But I'll just give a quick rundown of how we went last week. Our tips went pretty well last week, mate. So I was pretty Very happy. Good. I know you were too. So um, overall, a uh, good Saturday. Fifty-seven percent strike rate on the horses. Um, not many horses out of the placing. So if you went each way, you would have been pretty happy with that. Um, 12 out of 21, correct, with five of those being winners. Um, re-edit was my best of the day and got up in the end. Uh, kicked very well, and I was super happy with that one. If you followed the Instagram, you would have seen I also had a multi um, that had pretty much three quarters of my tips from the week as a placing, and then on top of it, trekking to win for $300 from $5. And, yeah, trekking let me down but that i did hedge it a little bit because because i got all of them right i knew that um there was a special bet on sports bet for the the field to beat trekking and i still won about 50 dollars. so i was pretty happy with that love to see that um yeah so multi of the week almost perfect but the final horse was supposed to be the best of the day losers so yeah yeah, it was a sh- it was a shocking run. Uh, it's time to forget trekking in Group Ones. Like he just can't seem to win him. He's only good for Group Two or below. Uh, highlight of mine was uh, uh, I think throughout the week, if you've been following the Instagram, the twenty five days of Christmas has started. It's uh, Christmas is in the air, and we're doing a Let It Ride challenge for the twenty five days of Christmas. So far, we've gotten two days right, and hopefully I ha- haven't jinxed us. And hopefully today we'll get up as well. And hopefully we'll see as far as we can take it. But if the Let It Ride fails, we will be bringing you a best of the day tip every day of Christmas, whether that be horses. And if there's no horses on, there'll be uh, some quality sport tips as well. Now today, I think that we are running down the Pakenham and Rose Hill cards for Saturday, I believe. I have Pakenham and you have Rose Hill, Nick. But uh, before we get stuck in, I just want to talk about who's the hot jockey at the moment. Last week, our hot jockey was J-Mac. And he wasn't as hot as we thought he was going to be, was he? No, it was a bit disappointing to be honest. Um, but you know, we can't can can't get him all right. So yeah, exactly right. Like we said that he wasn't going to win them all. Like he'd be around the line, and he was only around for a couple of them. To his defence, uh, two of them were scratched, and one pulled up lame. So he only ended up having four horses that rode, like you know, rode all the way to the line. Only. One placing for him on the day, I think it was. But I think he'll bounce back. He's got some quality rides today. But um, last week, it was definitely Rachel King's day, wasn't it? Uh, four lovely wins and only had one race on the day without a place. In fact, uh, turns out she's quite reliable for a place with 17 of her last 24 races finishing within the money. That's a 71% place rate. That's insane, in my opinion. Uh, and five of those 24 were wins, four of them coming last week, of course, with a 21% win rate. She's certainly the perfect jockey to be riding your each-way bets. And she has seven rides at Rose Hill on Saturday, and they're all at great each-way odds. Red Stiletto in race two at $17 odds. Daiquiri in the fourth at $11. Onslaught at $21 in the fifth. 
Then two $61 odds horses back-to-back in the 6th and 7th in the form of Power Attorney and Stefan, respectively. Rounds out the day with $9.50 sausage in the 8th and let it pour in the last $13. They won't all win, but um, some of them might not even place. But with watch the market. They'll certainly move. Informed jockey Rachel King. Uh, she certainly knows how to steer a good each-way bet. So uh, watch out for her on the day. So, uh, Nick, and before we head into your Rose Hill rundown, I'll give the track report that I love to. Going to be a nine-race card at Rose Hill and uh, no big races of note to occur. Um, weather's most likely going to be cloudy with a chance of rain, and as such, the track is predicted to be a soft five or soft six the entire day. And if the rain does indeed come, the rail is out four metres for the entire circuit. So what this means, punters, is that Backmarkers might have a tough day. This is the first in the podcast that we've seen a bit of track bias result from the track conditions. But um, yeah, backmarkers might have a tough day. It isn't isn't impossible for them to run well. But of course, the statistics show that horses that lead or sit just off the pace will have a slight advantage because of that rail, and especially the ones that are on the inside barrier because they have less distance to run. However, the interesting thing that comes from the weather is that when Rose Hill is really wet. Horses tend to stay away from the rail position as it gets choppy. So it uh, it all ma- it all depends whether the rain actually does come and how much it comes and uh, when it starts to fall. If it starts to fall later in the day or earlier in the day, that'll be the thing that determines the ideal position for winners. Now that's done. Nick, take us through the Rose Hill race card, please. Thanks, mate. So race one, we've got 1,300 metres. So I'll just give you... Uh, a lot of these horses were at... Um... Rose Hill for the twilight races I was at two weeks ago or three weeks ago. So this one I was pretty happy with. So um, Stuart Image, decent horse, only raced three times with last two being wins and a not so good second last run. But forgive him on a heavy track. So just keep an eye out again if the if the rain comes and it does cause a heavy track, it might be one to stay away from. Can get it done. Coming off a freshen up for its second first up return. So, yeah, I'd have a look. But um, El Buena, I used to follow this horse a lot, but it hasn't been performing in bigger races with last race coming fifth and then last two winning by less than a length. Uh, Huey on him and good horse for him. So it could be a hit and miss. Who um, Good value. I'd go each way if you put it on. Fast Coney, decent horse that came second at Rose Hill last uh, two, three weeks ago. A lot of value in it, to be honest. Uh, I back it each way only because it's a heavily contested field and probably won't get the win. Um, Kiku, very good horse, strong, and knows the track well. Hoping J-Mac can bring it in and get it done. Watch its odds currently just under $4, but might be able to get a little bit more from it. My pick for this race has to be Kiku for this, only because watching it race at Rose Hill a couple of weeks ago was too strong. Uh, watch watch the flux and see if it gets up a bit and gets over to a $2 um, placing and then you can go each way on it. But Kiku is my tip. How are you, mate? Uh, yeah, not a strong race to start, but again, it's going to be Kiku for me. Classic J-Mac wallet combo. Likes to sit just off the pace, which the conditions will suit. Um, doesn't hate the soft diva, which will probably make up for its wide barrier. But uh, like you said, I'd also keep an eye on Fast Coney for an each-way bet. We'll play into the conditions nicely, and $18 to win and $4.40 to place will be a dangerous each-way bet there. Take us to the next race, mate. Uh, race 2, 1,500 metres. Paul Warrior has a chance to get it done. Has to be a perfect race for him. 
However, he's good on the heavy track as well. So if it gets to a heavy track, that might be the pick for Papole Warrior. Instant attraction, good soft track runner, and I like the value in him. Um, Huey on him and can get it done. Watch it. Um, Ellsberg, new horse, only running three races so far, with his last three being first, second, and third. Learning as he runs um, can also get it done, so you can have a look. Uh, my pick has to be instant attra- attraction if it's a soft track. Knowing what it's doing, and I back it each way at $6.50 and $2.50 place. Um, if there is some rain, however, and it is a heavy track, I will be backing Kapal Warrior, knowing what it's doing on the heavy track. And Karen McAvoy has a chance at $4.80 at the moment, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, who do you have, mate? Yeah, I completely agree with you there. If the uh, the weather hits hard and hits hard early, that Kapal Warrior will be certainly the bet to go with. But... um. If the weathermen have gotten it right and then the rain doesn't come until around race four-ish, I think Ellsberg hits the front and never looks back for me. Uh, runs a strong pace and uh, it's the only one in the race that likes to lead. Plus, blinkers go on for the first time, which will only help its run. I just think that it'll be too tough to beat, so Ellsberg to win will have my money. Very nice. Um, race three, 1,800 metres. Not a great lineup here. To be honest, so I I'm lo- I'm looking for a bit more value in this only because. The favourites at five dollars fifty, so I, I don't see any point going for it. Uh, you look, you you should look for a bit of value in this race. Um, Deadly Impact, the favourite again, so five dollars fifty, hasn't raced at the distance, but finished last week with a second by less than half a length at fifteen hundred metres. Proven class, outside barrier, decent horse in all conditions. I don't know how it will run, but it's definitely a sensible horse to choose. Um, Rumbarella. At $12, nervous because it's listed as a sports bet's best tip. Never seems to get up, how, however, the best tip. Um, I like this horse and had a good chance and had a good run, sorry, with four placings in a row and going for a hat-trick of wins on Saturday. I back it each way and it's my tip for this race. Who do you have, mate? You've uh, said everything that I was just about to say, mate. Rumbarella is the clear horse for me. It's, uh, you know, when it's wet, horses will avoid the rail position, but um, this horse is going to be out in front, so it'll have all the time in the world to move to whatever position it needs to go to if the inside starts to be choppy. But uh, exactly what you just said, all I hear is ticks for this horse. I'm happy to take each way on Rumbarella. Race four, 1,800 metres, Prospectus. Five placings in the last six. Decent odds, but I'm not sure if it can win. Look at it for a place if you want in a multi or something. Uh, Naomi, I really like this horse. Hop on it now. $8, put it on each way. I reckon we'll get it done, and that's my tip for this race. Oh, lovely. Straight to the point. But um, a quick one there. Race four, 1,800 metres, like you said. Uh, I rode him two weeks ago at Kembla, where he finished a very close fourth behind Big Boy Roy, Air to Air, and Knight in that order. Where he falls for me. Looks over the odds again. Just can't knock its form. Three wins from eight attempts this campaign. And uh, t- two of those wins have been from on a soft track, so he'll love the conditions. Karen McAvoy takes over most of Tommy Berry's rides today as he appears to be having a week off. And so McAvoy will ride him just nicely. He's a very talented jockey. Uh, 1,800 metres, it looks like his ideal distance. He was running on last last start like he needed a couple hundred metres to go. So $9.50 to win and $3.20 to place. Uh, perfect each way bet there. But... Before I let it go, just got to mention quietly, J-Mac, ridden departing bullet, is to be respected at $51 odds to win and $14 to place. Has the inside barrier. 
hits the front hard. Certainly has a claim to a place with the sort of that'll go on, but uh, only a small stake on that one. It's big odds. It's a definite roughy chance for sure. Take us the next Race one, mate. Five, 1,400 metres. Um, Humboldt current at $17. Uh, last four, three wins and one second. I don't mind it, to be honest. Uh, watch, as the day does, get, oh, watch as the day goes on. And his odds move around. Um, Edison, very good horse. Losing last two races by less than a length. Like the chances, but it's a heavily contested race for the ability that is there and pretty unpredictable. Needs a very good run. Asharani with Huey Bowman at $9. I don't mind him. Has a chance to give him for the race in Newcastle and give him a chance here. Heavily overpriced. Hope he can fire on Saturday. Enchanted Heart, very good recent form. Jason Collette on him, but hasn't been on him for a while. And his recent form was... And the jockey that was got this recent form isn't on him now, and that worries me a little bit. Personally, I'd avoid, but if it wins, I, I certainly won't be surprised. My tip is Asharani at $9 and $2.60 put each way. Huge. Yeah, lovely odds there. Um, God, Big Boy Roy, Edison, and Enchanted Heart all in the same race. How do you choose? Personally, I'm on Big Boy Roy to win a second in a row, but I wouldn't blame you for going the other two. Between you and me, Nick, I think that Big Boy Roy and Edison is a great Cronulla chance, but I don't blame you for going Ashrani. Quality horse could snag a place and get in the money. Very nice. All right, we'll get into race six now, 2,000 metres. Um, Vegas Jewel, in a weird way, I say he's racing very well, just not getting the results he wants. He's got a chance each way here at $9 and $2.80. To place, um, gone by, won by three lengths last race in Canterbury. I don't mind it, to be honest. Very good horse. Have a watch of the flux of pricing. Um, accountability won the last race on protest. Um, honestly, I reckon you, not only am I going to say put him on here, but um, black book him as well because he's, he's starting to go real good. He's coming good. Um, I back him, and he's got a real good chance. So accountability is my bet for this race. Yeah, accountability seems to be the sentimental bet here. J-Mac Walla Combo. And uh, we rode him last time, and he got us the chocolates after a uh, – we had him each way, and we took the placing there. But then uh, the protest came through, and he got switched to the first place. So uh, we weren't complaining. Backmarker, which will make it hard, as Rose Hill typically isn't a backmarker's track, plus the track bias that will happen on the day. But for the culture – like you said, accountability, he should be in your black book. But if it doesn't win again, like you said, Vegas Jewel's great at each way odds. Uh, yeah, take us to the next one, mate. Uh, race 7, 1,100 metres. 11-11 has been put in a couple group ones throughout the year and has proved him to be a very good horse at the start of January. Um, just coming off a spell, so another first up here. Gives him a chance, I'd say. I don't mind him, to be honest. But, yeah, we'll keep going. Um Pandemic, well suited to the distance. I don't mind it either. It's a favourite for a reason. Uh, but it's hard to beat Hulk. Very good horse. Good win last week. And a good chance to get on it early at $5 currently. I reckon these three are the top runners and all have a chance. I really like 11-11. But for sentimental reasons, I will be backing Hulk just because loyalty. Uh, yeah, so it's the exact same thing that I'm going with, mate. I mentioned in uh, two weeks ago in our first instalment of the podcast that uh, Hulk has my money every time it races. It's going to be no different on Saturday. McAvoy takes over for Tommy Berry again, and it doesn't mind a soft track. So I don't see why it shouldn't be getting up again. Hulk to win, but uh, each way, if the place drifts above $2, 
which uh, it might in the lead up to it, but on race day, I don't think it will. So you'd be wanting to get on Hulk early. Yeah, Hulk for me. Very nice. All right, race eight, 1350 metres. Uh, don't know many horses in this race, to be honest. Um, I'm probably going to stay off this race, but um, so I'll look for some value here. Um, yeah, not, not much rundown I have, to be honest, but um, I will be backing the 13. It's a familiar J-Max, CJ Waller. Uh, forgive it for its last race. Um, Vitesse, Vit, I'm not sure how to say it, to be honest. Vitesse. Inside barri- Vitesse. Vitesse. Inside barrier, uh, that's my tip again. So, yeah, um, currently at $7 to win. Put it each way. That's my tip. Oh, uh, yeah, Vitesse is a great horse. But um, like you said, there's nothing really sticking out to me in this race either. Not really familiar with them. Vitesse is the only one that I knew either. So uh, that's who I was going to be going with. So, uh, yeah, no tip for me. I'll ride Vitesse with you, mate. Uh, race nine, um, last one at Rose Hill. We have a 1,200-meter race. So Oxford Tycoon um, starting to show signs. Sorry, starting to not show signs of being very good, even though it was good a couple races ago. Earlier in the year, not a bad POD and has some value in it. Uh, big Parade, genuine chance at $3.50 currently. Not sure. To be honest, couldn't could get it done, and I don't blame you if you choose. It's a real step. Good racer and good kick on him. If J Max sees him well and kicks at the right time, he's a genuine chance. My tip: Oxford Tycoon. Dad and I have been watching. We Dad loves a bit of Kim War as a trainer, and he does. I back it here again today for Saturday. Sorry, each way fifteen dollars and four dollars twenty to place. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Great horse. But um, Big Parade is where the market is. But I think it might just be lay of the weekend. It's had, it had a shocking run last start where it hit the front very hard and everyone heavily backed it. But um, it just went way too hard, way too early and was gas. Ended up finishing sixth. I think the very same thing will happen on Saturday here, here allowing Dunbrody Power to run through. Don Brody Power got the campaign after a strong start, winning when fresh and rates very well in these conditions. Likely to get a nice run behind the speed and just pop out behind them and run home in the last couple hundred metres. Genuine contender at $6.50 to win and $2.40 to place odds. Lovely each way bet to finish the day. Brilliant. Lovely analysis from you, Nick, as always. Uh, I have high Uh, confidence in those tips. Not too, not as much as last week. Just didn't have as much time to put some research in as I'm currently oh, on holiday. That's but, very um, understandable. Yeah, so we'll see how we go. But that that'll be my first excuse if it if it goes bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's a very genuine excuse, though. I I admire your uh your loyalty to the podcasts, admire the dedication. I'm sure the listeners appreciate that you're taking away time from your schoolies holiday to be recording this for them and giving them some genuine good tips for their Saturday racing. But um, after that, we move on to Pakenham and I'm in charge of Pakenham this week. Uh, track report, Pakenham holds their biggest meeting of the year when it's Pakenham Cup Day. The weather's going to be relatively fine. However, there is a slight chance for showers. As a result, the track is most likely going to be either a good four or a soft five. 
and the rail is going to be in a true position for the entire circuit. So unlike Rose Hill, there is going to be very, very minimal track bias when it comes to leaders versus back markers. Race one, 1,000 metres. We're going to start the day. Very fast run race. Mr. Vinham, Esther La Roca and Martini Special, as well as Outrich, are all going to roll forward quite quickly. And uh, watch Nantucket to save up his energy for the final 200 metres and storm home late. He'll probably be around the line. Uh, I'm with Mr. Vinham here to start off the day. Nice little each-way bet to get the Saturday off and rolling. Out of four starts, the furthest back she's finished is fourth, uh, which was just by a whisker. So she, since then, she's won three straight and looks to make it a fourth straight win. Uh, all of her runs have been on soft track, so I do believe that the conditions on race day will uh, help her nicely. Currently at $9 to win and $2.50 to place. Mr. Vinham each way for me, back it before the odds drop on race day when the rain comes in. Um, to be honest, uh, nothing's really sticking out for me, so I'll, I'm hitting a miss with this one. So strength in number two, please, mate. Race two, another kilometre race at 1,000 metres. Speed is going to be the key feature in this race as almost all the horses can run a quick pace. They'll all like to roll forward and see who can hit the front. By all accounts, the favourite meteorite should be getting it done, shouldn't it? Jamie Carr on board, which will help it get a, get all of its kinks worked out from its last couple of races where it looked the winner, but then stumbled late. Jamie Carr is very good at that. Goes on the uh, mischievous horses that just can't work all the way to the line and she makes sure that they run a full race. Uh, it has the form and the speed to get it done, so it can't be ignored. However, if you want some value, look no further than Paperboy and especially Final Man. Paperboy looks over the odds purely because it's coming off three wins and two placings from its six starts at Pakenham. So it loves the track, clearly, and something each way on it at $15 to win and $4 to place odds wouldn't be a terrible bet, in my opinion. And uh, similarly, uh, Final Man has won both times that it was at Pakenham, so it loves the track. And it also loves soft tracks, which it's most likely going to be on Saturday when it runs around. So it it might not be suited to the longer distance. Its stats don't really show that. But because of its track love for Pakenham, I am happy to have something small each way on it for $13 to win and $3.70 to place. You thinking anything for this race, Nick? Oh, I've got number five, Perini, Peri, yeah. Rhino, whatever. Yep. <laughs> um, c- coming off a break now. Um, loves a first up. Three wins at first up. So hopefully can make it four wins at first up here at seven dollar odds. Two dollars thirty. Put it each way. That's my tip. Next race, sir. Lovely. We're not at one kilometers anymore because for race three we're going to be at two kilometers, two thousand meters, and this is when the pace is really going to slow down. It's going to be run at a more moderate tempo. New choice will roll forward. And personally, I'm not loving the look of this race. But uh, I'm in charge of Pakenham. Got to give a tip somewhere. So I'm going to go looking for a little bit of value. Uh, you got to respect Zachaz at $6 to win and $2.40 to place odds. Comes from the Mayor used to stable and they're just on fire when it comes to producing quality stayer horses. Plus, it's also coming off a win as well. And better yet, doesn't mind the soft track. So it should run a respectable race on Saturday. Star Casa also looking over the odds to me here at $8 to win and $2.70 to place. It's running like 2,000 metres. It's going to be its ideal distance. It's looking like a stayer horse. Jai McNeil on board. We could see it run a strong race from the back in the final straight and snag the win or at least get in the top three, be in the money. Other than that, if you like a roughie, I know Cowie will be listening very closely to this. Prince Ziggy is the go. It's uh, I think it was over $20 odds. Might even be in the 30 range come race time because it's not a very quiet hot, sorry. It's not a very high quality race, 
So it's going to be hard to find a winner either way. Nick, have you maybe found a winner for this one? Uh, I'm not sure, but um, I don't mind 13, DeRosa. Uh, at $13 odds and $3.80 to place put each way, that's my tip. Not much on it, to be honest. Um, I don't, nothing really stuck out. I just like, don't mind it. Uh, pretty decent barrier and yeah, I Fred Kersley on. So yeah, and it had a win last race. So uh, I give it a chance here. Yeah, it's it's probably the uh the hardest race to pick of the day. There's just you, you could throw a dart at a board and you probably still wouldn't find the winner. But uh, hopefully one of our tips finds its way into the money. Race four, back to a mile now for the first mile race of the day. Daru's Stutchbury Stamp and Copadano will all roll forward here. And out of these three, I believe that Star Ruse is the only one that won't fade late and has the chance to be in front the, all the way. At $16 to win and $4.80 to place, why not throw a little at the stumps and take a gamble on it? Like, come on, punters. Uh, it's a gamble for a reason. I encourage you to maybe take $2 here, maybe a fiver, and just chuck it on each way. A, a horse that might not look good in the stats, but uh, definitely runs really strong every time it hits the track just hasn't been getting the results that it wants so star is each way looks good for me but um there's another main one that really sticks out to me and it's not mine call me crazy i know that uh one win from 22 starts is horror form and by all accounts it probably should have been retired by now but like i said i like to have a little bit of a gamble you know it's an interesting race day we need to find some value somewhere and at $14 to win and $4.20 to place, this gelding, I believe it's running like it's finally going to win. And I think today is the day that it's going to get in the money. It's been teasing the punters its last few starts, running really, really strong at good odds and then fading late. Craig William goes on board again. If he's happy to stick with this horse and think that it has the potential to get a win out of it, then I'm happy to stick with it as well. But quite frankly, it's DJ for not mine. If it doesn't perform, he's gone. So uh, I'm happy to support the underdog and hopefully cheer at home at lovely each way odds. Um, I've gone a bit around the corner here. Um, Stuck Bree Stamp um, at $7 odds. Currently um, coming off two wins. It's a pretty young horse. I'm pretty sure it's only... Yeah, it's only the two races it's won and the only two races it's been in. So yeah, that's my bet for this race. You're going with Stutchby Stamp. Oh, my God. That was a terrible, terrible pronunciation for me. Sorry, Stutchbury Stamp. Yeah, don't blame me there. Very young, and it's looking like it has all the promise in the world. Race five, another mile race. Moderate tempo here. Shot of Irish, Goldfields, and all two. Hui Ying will all go to the front. Walking, flying, Goldfields, and again, all two. Hui Ying will all cause havoc at great odds if they're able to get up. If you're in each way better, I'd probably pick one of them. But however, I'll be with the favourite Tava Dance. He's a very familiar horse to me. He is flying form at the moment. Oh, well, not at the moment. Sorry, he he was in flying form in his last prep. However, this prep has proved a bit nightmarish for him. He came back first start looking to really hit the front hard, but uh, had a horror jump leading to a poor finish. So that can be forgiven, not his fault. And then tried to go to the Kilmore Cup and make up for it, but was checked very hard early and knocked around a bit. The other horses wanted to play a bit of bumper cars. But, uh, it, however, it ran really strong and finished second late. Um, so with rain forecasted, it falls perfectly into the hands of Tavidance and Damo Oliver, who's on board at the moment. They've been 
together. They've been a nice little pairing. And Damo Oliver is really desperate to get Tavadance back in form. And I think it saves its best work for wet track. So I think it can finally find its way into the winner's circle again. So Tavadance win bet for me. What are you thinking, Nick? It's hard to get away from that favourite, but I'm going for all two high ying. Uh, $5.50, um, it might get up to um, a little bit higher and that way you can get the each way because it's currently $1.85 to place. If you can get find it at $2 to place, put it each way. That's that's what we say here is if a horse is paying $2 to place, always put it each way. Exactly that right. Way you, get, you get your money back. So, yeah, it's number two for me. Yeah, like I said, it's a good horse. If you're an each way better, I'd definitely be looking at it. If that goes above $2, I'll probably have something each way on a very small stake as well. But uh, race six, we move on, 1,200 metres. Serious Suspect and Tavisan to hit the front and challenge each other. Out of the two, it's probably the favourite Serious Suspect that can go all the way and win by a length or two if it wants. It's a great quality horse that can get it done with Jamie Carr on board. But uh, saying that, I wouldn't count out Tavisan by by any means. I just think that Serious Suspect has the better chance to get it done, but Tavisan can run a respective race. High Stranger is a horse in form that I'm very familiar with. It's running well and knows how to surge home late. Made me a tiny little bit of money. Uh, it's third up, ready to peak. Nash Ryweller goes down to Melbourne. Oh, not Melbourne, just the Victoria racing scene for a couple of months. He won't be in New South Wales for a while. He's uh, heading into the summer period in Victoria, but uh, he's First big ride, first big chance of getting a winner here in the Victoria racing season. High stranger. I wouldn't blame you to back it. Hasn't missed the money this prep. I expect the same from it. But uh, picking a winner is much too hard here. I reckon Nico can try and do that. But uh, instead, I'll be going serious suspect combined with either high stranger in a top four same race multi if you want safe odds or combine serious suspect with Tavasan in a top four same race multi if you want a little more value. What are you thinking, Nick? You think you could find a winner there? I'm not too sure, but um, I'm going with number 12, Never Again. Damien Oliver on. Uh, a little bit of a roughie in it. Uh, $20 odds, $4.80 to place. Um, it's, had five, it's just had a freshen up, so it's first up this week. Um, had five first up appearance with two wins and one second, so hopefully he can get it done again. He's getting a bit old, though. Um, yeah, has one, like I said, has one two fresh, so hopefully we can make it three. That's my bet. God, we're going for a lot of value today. Hopefully it pays off because if uh, if it does, there will be a lot of profit in store for the punters and for our loyal listeners of the TMRC. Next one is race seven, the Pakenham Cup. It's the big one of the day. Going to hold off for that one for now. Going to be discussed later in the great tip-off. So we'll move to race eight, 1,400 metres. Time for one of my old favourite horses to run in the form of the Astrologist. It's going to be going around the track again. was my best bet of the day two weeks if you listen to the first podcast. Uh, it missed out by just a whisker on a Ballarat deck that just hated favourites for some reason. But he's back, and he is once again my best bet of the day. If he doesn't win, I expect at least a top three finish, and you'll be getting a bonus back on sports bet if you take if that's your bookie of choice. So I'm happy to take three dollar odd win to win on Astrologist. It's just it's just a horse that really likes to run a strong race. It it runs hard both early and late. Uh, it's back to its ideal distance. So I can't see why it won't finish out of the money again. But uh, if if you're more of a value punter, try combining it with two other favorites of mine in Iconoclasm or Ocular for a same race multi top four, pick one or the other and take it with an astrologist. But um, just wanted to mention Wicklow Town, 
nice little black book of mine. If you uh, follow the Instagram at the Mock Racing Club on Instagram, if you followed that uh, a couple Sundays back, you would have seen that I posted it on the story as my black booker of the day, and it did get up. And that nice little form has qualified it finally to Saturday racing. It's finally got the upgrade. Very proud of it. I've been, I've been uh, following it since I became a punter a few months ago. And it's going to want to prove itself at $21 odds to win and $5.50 to place. So I can't not have a small each way bet on it because it's won me so much money previously. And it's in my black book. Got to respect it. So uh, what are you thinking for that one, Nick? Yeah, it's hard to stay away from the astrologers after how it's done for us so far. So that's my tip again. It's just a great horse. I, I, I was very sad when it missed out. Blew us a chance of also that both of our best bets getting up for a multi on that day as well. But I don't think it's going to let us down again. That Ballarat car was just an anomaly. No favourites getting up. I don't think that'll be the same Packenham. I think astrologers should run it in. Race nine, last of the day. Moderate run race to finish the day at Packenham. And as only merited rolls forward, it's the only one that likes to lead in this race. Not much at all sticking out to me, to be quite honest. Very underwhelming day to finish. Um... I think the team Mega trained mare Arctic Shock is going to be the one that looks a good each way bet for me. Last race at Ballarat came home in the best last 400 and last two, the and best last 200 of the meeting. My bad, sorry for that trip up in words. It uh, so that's strong form reference in that meeting, that Ballarat meeting. Out of all the craziness that happened today, this horse was the one that was finishing the strongest. It's going to have Craig Williams on board and at $12 to win and $3.80 to place. Let's hope that it storms home late again like last race and finishes in the money to close out the day with a little bit of profit. What are you thinking, Nick? Um, I, I honestly haven't looked into this one that much. Nothing's really sticking out. So I'm going to go again with Florence, number three. <laughs> Bit of a rough <laughs> Oh, boy, Florence. Florent for Oliver Florent, uh, big listener of the podcast, obviously, um, listens every week. He'll be listening today. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he was your roughie of the week two weeks ago, and he'll be your roughie of the week today as on um, Saturday as well. So, <laughs> didn't run very good last start, but, uh, I mean, it's a much lower class here today, so I can't see why it won't run a little better. Well, those are the card rundowns for the day. I'm very happy with the tips that we've brought to the punters. Hopefully, a few of them get up. Should we head on to the great tip-off, my friend? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event, the great tip-off. And this week, we're very happy to announce that a new collaborative partner has come on board. And the great tip-off every week will now be brought to you by our good friends at Inside Feed. They're an excellent sports news website that provides entertaining articles on anything that's sport, whether it be news, opinion pieces, and most importantly, punting tips. They give very good punting tips. A highlight of mine, they perfectly predicted the exact score and the man of the match for the State of Origin Game 3. That made everyone that followed that tons of money. And so that's the sort of thing that you can expect from Inside Feed. They are sport for the average folk, and we strongly recommend that you support them. Check them out at insidefeed.com.au and at inside underscore feed HQ on Instagram. We're very happy that they've come on board. We very much appreciate it. And make sure to check out their website weekly for articles from us, the TMRC. Very nice. Um, so today we are joined by Josh, who is a member of the TMRC. Um, just a quick rundown. The A couple of people have asked, what does the mock mean? So the mock is a term that I was told by my dad, which means anyone that is the mock 
puts a bet on, no matter how much of a favorite it is, it will lose. They are unlucky. They can't get a bet right. Now, we we went from person to person for a while as a joke going around, and then it stuck with Josh. I can't really remember why we stuck with Josh for one. Neither. But, it um, used to be me. It used to be it used to be you for for a while, but you, yeah. you straightened up pretty well. And then, um, just to tip it off, I want you all to know that Josh was on uh, trekking last week, which was the last leg of my multi to win three hundred dollars. And he goes, Nick, I'm on trekking. And then, as soon as he said that, I knew the horse was not going to win, and that's what lost me the three potential three hundred dollar winnings. So it was Josh. Do you want to do you want to introduce yourself here, Josh? Yeah, how how are we boys? Um, the mock in person, live on the potty. I can't believe Very we've nice. got you on here. I can't believe it. You're the mock. You're the one that gives shit tips, and we've got you on here. You better prove yourself, otherwise we'll never have you back on here, mock. Honestly, uh, I agree. I don't know why you've got me on, but you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll run the luck. We'll see how we go. And, uh, yeah, connect. Okay. Good stuff. Yes. We'll get you into the great tip-off this week. Nick's already hit the front 2-0 with the tip-off, so hopefully I can pick up a few points and uh, get the win for the week. I don't want to be behind him anymore. Shall we get stuck into it, gentlemen? Yes, so now that we are bringing someone in, there, we will change. So Kashi has a chance to win. I have a chance to win. And then the others will be other people we have on the podcast because we will be bringing other people on as well. So currently, I'm winning 2-0, and um, now the others will be in there as well. So they've got a 2-0 disadvantage already. So we'll get straight into it. First race, uh, we've got the Packham Cup. I'm not wrong. Yes, Packham Cup first up. Who, who, yeah, you guys can go first. I'm not giving my we'll, tip we'll, first. We'll let the Mock go since he's the guest. Let, go ahead, Mock. All right, well, after uh, extensive research, I'm going to be backing Birmingham Rocks at 650 or 225 the place. As we know, the over $2 rule and each way I think would be perfect. His last three races were all places between the 2,400 and 2,600 metre mark and can definitely run the distance with confidence. All uh, on good turf, however, not on soft, which is the prediction for Pakenham. Yet he's two, two, and uh, two first place, two second place, and zero third place on soft ground. So he's gonna be my bet for Pakenham Cup. Sounds lovely, Mock. Sounds like you've actually done a bit of research for once instead of just looking at the favourite button and sending it to the boys. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll go next. We'll let Nick save to last because he's the winner. That's the way it happens. Your winner goes last. Uh, Pakenham Cup. My pick, Princess Jenny. I think after a stellar win in the Bendigo Cup, Princess Jenny can certainly win herself a second regional cup on the trot. The market didn't want her at Bendigo, but she defied them and won anyway. She won by just a nose at $26, and I expect her the very similar in that race. She's going to settle off the speed, and I really do think she rates higher with all the conditions. Melbourne Cup winning jockey Jai McNeil retains the ride. I believe that Jenny is the ride in this, and watch out for her steaming home late to finish in the money and get me a couple of points because I'm yet to actually gain a point in uh, the tip-off. None of my horses have finished in the placings. The furthest I've gotten is fourth, thanks to trekking. But, uh, yeah, Nick, go ahead. We have a problem because I also picked Brimham Rocks, but I'm definitely changing it now that Josh is on it. 100%. 100%, 100% You're on the mocks pick. Oh, no. I, I was on it, but I've changed it now. I'm picking Knight's Order. <laughs> Number seven, Michael Dion. Gay Waterhouse <laughs> is the trainer. Um, last race came fourth, and uh, 
no, fourth up today. He's had one fourth up um, with one win. So night order at $4.50 is my bet. 100% I'm changing my bet. There's no chance I'm getting on with him. <laughs> I can't believe that's happened. That's te- that's a terrible omen. That's a terrible omen. We are, if Bringham Rocks gets up, we'll all look like idiots and the mock will walk away with the chocolates. But uh, next, boys, I believe we're at Doombin, race four for the uh, the Country Cup Challenge final. Who have you got, Mock? I've got Panagua at 260 and 140. I think... Um, we'll be going for the win here. And I honestly don't see anyone really contesting with him. He's ran close to 1,600 metres twice and won both times. And he will run home strong. So he'll be on my money. Oh, God. Oh, now I've got the same problems as Nick. I was on Paniagra as well. You <laughs> bastard, Josh. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to stick to it because uh, I'm not going to change it. I know that's a bad omen for Paniagra, but uh, I mean... It's gone, it's gone seven in a row. I've followed it every single one of its runs, and I've just been stoked at the way it keeps winning. And I think punters, listen out. If Paniagua loses on the weekend, that's clearly the mock's fault. He's gone seven straight. If he doesn't go eight straight, the mock's cursed it. But, uh, yeah, the Paniagua at $2.70 to win clearly looks to win the beat. Very progressive. It's a... Uh, it's uh, resumed in Cairns last start, for, and this is how it qualified, and it just won by a little bit. It just such a strong horse. I really can't see any other horse getting up here. It's going to win its eighth straight and move on to bigger and better things. Nick? Yeah, it's hard to stay away from the three, to be honest, but um, have been, just because I want to bring a bit more entertainment, I don't think it's too fun to see three people on the same thing. Um, so I'm going with the number two. Um, as chill, so four dollars twenty. Um, that's my tip for the doomed in race four. Um, I believe the last one here is Ascot, if I'm yes. not wrong. Uh, group one. one of the year, yeah. So it's number nine, I believe, or number eight. Uh, eight. one of those, I, th- I think it's race eight race on the eight. day, actually. Yeah, last group one of the year, gonna be very, very strong race. They've saved the best for last. After last week's absolute howler of a race when trekking, like we'll mention it again, I mean, nobody expected the result in that race, hence why the winner was $31. But, um, yeah, Mock, take us through your bet for the last group one of the year. Right. Now, this was probably my toughest one as you, last week. Inspiration All Girl has won me money, and as Willie Pike is on board, very convincing. However, I decided to pull some value up, and I'm going to go too close the sun at 9.50 and 3. So a perfect each way and can easily run the distance. Just a matter of kicking into gear when he needs to. And his last start at 1,800 metres came first, but was in the heavy, yet in good turf and came third and multiple placings at 2,000. And I believe he will lead the packet coming out. Hopefully he just maintains that lead. You're a prick, Mock. You are a very he's gone the he's gone the same horse as me <laughs> again too close to the sun well i'm gonna in order to actually try and get the win this week i'm gonna have to change it but quickly i'll just talk about what i had written here for too close to the sun um i was gonna be on it purely because i knew no who nick's going he's going to be inspirational girl spoiler alert but um i needed to go different in order to try and snag some points and now that the mock's gone i'm gonna have to do that again but um, Inspo Girl, certainly the one to beat. However, she's never run at this distance. Too close to the sun has, and it's one. 
It has very similar forms to Inspo Girl in the fact that it's never missed the top three in Perth, and I don't expect it to start this Saturday. Ran a perfectly great race in the railway and came second to Inspo Girl and should be right at his peak after three runs back and is a winning chance. I thought it was a two-horse race, and with Nick on the other competitor, I was going to go on too close to the sun. But now I'm going to have to make it a um, three-horse race, aren't I? By putting in another old favourite of mine that I think is um, really good for the odds that it's at. Uh, truly great. Chris Farnham ridden, GNA Williams trained. Farnham is, of course, the old the old king of the West when Pike is not in town. And at $21 to win and $4.80 to place, truly great is just a really good horse. It went for, I think, yep four straight wins at run at one stage and ran in the railway as well was very good came seventh but it was a real big pack finish so there's nothing really putting it off there i think that it can definitely finish in the money so since the mock took too close to the sun i'll be on truly great for the tip off nick now i'm going to throw a spanner in the works here don't tell me you're not taking inspirational girl i'm not taking you this oh you dick I was thinking about it, but not racing at distance really scares me. And Pike oh. had a terrible run last week. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm going with someone else, and I'm going with number sixteen. Watch me dance. Coming off two wins, um, with the fifty kilos on his back, inside barrier. I reckon he's the one that's going to be dangerous. Number sixteen. Watch me dance. That's for me. Oh my god! I can't believe this. You're telling me I could have had inspirational girl after I already had my pick taken by the mock this is ridiculous my god nah nah inspirational girl is just uh yeah pike had a shocker last week and that's i was going to be on too close to the sun anyway but um yeah mock you suck seriously yeah, i just agree with nick the distance can't believe it not yeah inspirational. inspirational girl is a really good horse i wouldn't be surprised if it won but if it doesn't win it's purely because of the other uh, distance it's not up to it but I would love to see it win again because you always love to see a horse go on a tear like that. But I've got, I should have, I should have read out my tip before the mock. Seriously. I can't believe you've taken two of my tips. That's Maybe a bad omen. Great, great minds think alike. You know what they say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you for joining us, mock. Uh, hopefully that you haven't, my pleasure. you haven't, uh, you know, set a bad omen and made sure that all of our horses are losing on the day. <laughs> Hopefully we see a few of them get up and I'd love to see how you go fair yeah. against the rest of us and um, get up in the ladder for the great tip off punter of the year. But uh, yeah, thanks boys for that. Never know. Good tips all around. Thanks listeners. That was the great tip off brought you, to everyone. you by inside feed. And uh, just before we sign off for the day, Boys, if you could have one bet across the day anywhere in the country, who would it be and why? We'll start with you, Mock. Um, look, I think we're going to have to back um, Pana Agua. He's probably the strongest one out of the three races. If not, the, my value bet, I'll be going full at Pakenham Race 8. Where the race with astrologists, I'll be going with either Wild Vixen or Galaxy Rider, but I think we'll be going with Wild Vixen for the value of the day. Thank you very much, Nick. If you could have very one nice. bet, um, what would it be? My best bet will be for if it is a heavy track in Rose Hill by race two, it will be Papal Warrior. But if it is not the case, um, 
I think Kiku is the best bet in race one at Rose Hill. That is my it, bet. It is bet. a good bet. Um, my best bet of the day will be, like I said, Astrologist, just a great horse. Expect to see it winning again. But uh, have a little roughy for race eight at Doombin, since, you know, the whole country is allowed in this section of the day. Uh, Tambo's mate, race eight, Doombin. Keen to take number three in this race. No expert when it comes to Brisbane racing, but just appears over the odds at $17 to win and $4.60 to place. Plus, Tambo's mate is a ripper name. It uh, carried 59 kilos, the top rate of the race when resuming its last start and uh, charged home late and had the fastest last 400 of the day despite having all that weight on his back. So uh, now that he doesn't have that weight on his back, I reckon that's a really good indicator that he's ready to run a really fast race, plus gets to 1,200 metres and has great second-up record and seems to love Doombin. So Astrologist might be my best bet of the day, but Tambo's mate is certainly a sneaky chance to win at Race 8 Doombin. That'll be my roughie of the day. Very, Thank very nice. Us, thank you, Mitchell, no for the podcast today, and thank you, listeners, for all listening. Um, that's all. Yes, boys, go back to your shenanigans up at schoolies. I hope you have a great rest of the week and hopefully a few of your bets get up on Saturday to fund the beers. Yes, definitely. Uh, Shout out to Dad. Dad, I'm behaving myself. Don't you worry. (laughs) Well, that was the third installment of the Mock Racing Podcast. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week. Good luck for Saturday punters. Signing off for now. We'll be back. We're